The views, comments, and opinions of the following program do not necessarily reflect those of Morris Media Studios, MorrisMediaLive.com, or its affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. Crystals like folders, picking up momentum, rolling like boulders. They call me ice, but I'm really much colder. My rhymes is heavy like the weight on my shoulders. I'm spitting that red hot smoldering lava. I fight to the end like the Navajo. Crack a bottle though, make it the goose with cranberry and triple sec. Triple my check, I feel the ripple effect of a fool on the loose. I hit you from every angle, from obtuse to right. Street shit like JJ of dynamite. Slide me some dough, I show you an execution in the flesh And promise not to leave nothing left If you vomit, I keep stabbing, shooting, damaging, looting Till it ain't no disputing who the greatest is What's up, party people? Yeah Just hit me What's up, y'all? Thanks for joining Mike Robertson Boulevard, man. Live in October 2020. Keep it good and plenty. How you doing today, poetess? Woo, woo. Raise the roof. We got a good show for you guys tonight. I'm excited, man. One of my old buddies, worker and brand manager, uh, Mr. Jonathan Carthon, and his product is for who? He's an expert in black women. That's right. Ha, ha, ha. Got some good stuff for you. Also, going to talk about some trending items. Uh, a lot of st- hot stuff um, that is on the ticker. So we're going to get into it, man. You having a good day today, Poetess? The? Yes, I am. All right. All right. You said that with vigor. <laughs> I mean... By the grace of God, nothing tragic has happened, so I guess right. that's a good day. Yeah, you're good, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, what is happening in the news? The fat man came down with a little bit of COVID-19, party people. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Or did he? Or did he? That, look, if he didn't come down with COVID, he came down with something because he looked sick as shit. Did you not see him? He could barely even stand up. It looked like he had like some food poisoning type shit or something. I've had that feeling before where you dehydrated and lost 20 pounds. You can't what even is stand. he trying to prove? Like, I heard that. I haven't seen the video, but he was breathing all hard. Hell it? yeah. He was breathing hard. You can't even hardly like. Dude, he looked like he was struggling, making faces and stuff. And oh uh, man, that you I know what somebody looked like when they're sick, and I have been there, and that brother is sick. And you know what's funny is like he everybody, even though some people hated him, they felt some kind of sympathy like they didn't want him to die. But then he comes out three days later saying, Oh, don't be afraid of COVID, don't let it Still run. Still talking like, shit. Yeah. Still talking shit. He did the little drive-by. Did you see the little drive-by from the hospital? <laughs> this man is absolutely insane. Look, waving through the window like this. He in a bulletproof uh, uh, SUV. They say bulletproof and chemical proof. And chemical proof. Man. 
So he just had that shit locked in there, baking with him, huh? <laughs> just breathing it in there. Why did he do that? Why? I mean, he's like the biggest narcissist. I mean, I've ever seen it. Ever. And then he trying to act like the COVID is nothing, like it's barely affecting him. He trying to be like this tough guy and shit. Like, dude, you can be sick, homie. But the thing is, he spent all year saying it was a hoax, saying it wasn't real. It ain't nothing. It's nothing to worry about. Clowning fools for wearing masks just a week ago. Then getting it and coming around people. That's what I'm waiting to see. When did he get that last negative test? And we don't know. I think he had it a couple days before he was letting people know. Well, they said that I think he was diagnosed on like a Tuesday and then went to a fundraiser that Thursday or something like that. He he went to an event knowing yeah. he was positive. Exactly. And he thinks it's over, man. He walking around outside talking about, I'm feeling good, man. Nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of. Dude, you don't know, man. That should be kicking in in week number two. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens in the next couple of days. I mean. <laughs> we will see. And they say that he's gotten this treatment, this top-notch treatment with yeah. all these experimental drugs. Haven't even been released to the public yet. They, they, they trying to save his life, man. To me, he got it. Like, it. There's all these conspiracies about if he's faking it, but I, I haven't been able to be convinced on why he would fake it. He make him makes him look way too hypocritical and way too bad to be faking that. Like he could have act like he had, like I said, swine flu, measles, any damn illness, but COVID. Nah. One of the headlines says President Trump had a restful first night at home. Physician says. Translation, that nigga is knocked out. <laughs> when you have a restful first night's sleep, that means you were worn out, slept all night, sweating in your sheets. They be coming with these tricky things. Another one said, Trump says he's ending COVID-19 relief negotiations until after the election. Translation, Y'all don't vote me in. I ain't giving y'all shit. <laughs> man, he cares nothing about the people, man. It's so obvious. There's been so many things he's done so many times. So anyway, man, I couldn't go without talking about that guy having COVID. And it's not fake. You heard it here first. I don't give him that much credit. Somebody said, though, maybe the GOP gave it to him. On purpose. <laughs> Get him out of there. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's he's just having careless behavior. Right. It comes down to that. Careless behavior. Don't let him front and fake. Exactly, POTUS. I'm with you on that. <clears throat> All right, you guys. Um, before I bring in our first guest... Um, I wanted to just let you know that today the planet Mars will be closer to the Earth tonight than it'll be in any other time until 2035. You want to see Mars? You can get out there, party people, and see it. Go stand in the middle of the street and just look up. You will not be able to miss it. Now, that big-ass thing you see will still be the moon. Don't be thinking moon is Mars. It's still going to be a little speck, but it's going to be a bright, bright little speck. 
That's Mars, close by. If you got telescopes, then there ain't that much of a speck. You know what I mean? Um, all right. Coming up, man, I'm proud to uh, bring on to the show uh, one of my old school buddies. Also, um, a gentleman I put in a lot of work with, a lot of projects, and we learned the game of marketing and uh, promotions and brand management and everything around the same eras and learn from the same people. Man, we're going to have a great discussion. This gentleman right here uh, focuses his efforts and interests on mostly black women. So we're going to have a great discussion. Bring it to the mic stand Boulevard stage. It's, I think I said the wrong name. Mike Robinson Boulevard stage is Jonathan Carthor. What up? <laughs> What's up, man? Ooh, man, I can't stand the original party in the jar, the one of kind. What's this up, dog? Real. Hey, man, look, I can barely, up. I can barely hear you, man. Okay, let me uh, check this real quick. Give me a second. You must be using the Wi-Fi boost from your uh, Obama phone. Yeah, you know what? I was on this headphone, but I'm gonna put that on. Can you hear me better now? Oh, that is better. All right, let me uh, turn off the mic so I can hear you a little bit better. Too. Give me one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you do the uh, to speaker off? What? What? Speaker off. Now we get it right. Yeah. Give me a testing, testing. I can hear you okay, but it's like it's coming through my phone, so I can't hear it as crisp. Oh, really? Yeah. It says speaker off. What's your choice? All right. No worries. I, mean, I can hear you pretty good, though. Hey, what's the word? I just want to make sure I can hear you. The people can hear you, man. Test the testing. Okay. Hey, testing, testing. One, two, can you hear me okay? Do, do you hear that well, Portis? Yeah, it's like choppy. It's like your Wi-Fi, man, or something. Said... <laughs> I can hear you a lot better now. Testing, testing. Can you hear me better? Oh, that was that was better. Yeah, it was better on Kind of better. Still chopped, huh? Oh, we just lost him? All right. Uh, we just, we're going to give him a second to call back in, you guys. Um, I'll give you guys a little background, though. Um, oh, he's back. That was so quick. What up? Say that again. Testing, testing, one, two, testing, testing. All right, that's much better. All right, probably had a bad connection. So what's up, Mike? What's what up, man? How you doing there, dog? Let's do this. Man, Let's do this I'm all over again. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, take it from the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, so look, welcome, man. And thanks for taking some time out of your uh, evening, man, to join us. I know you're in uh, um, Chicago right now, right? That's right, when you see me. Sight town. Don't believe none you. Don't believe none you hear or read about Chicago on the radio or the news. 
It's not as bad. It's not as crazy. It's not all that stuff going on like they make it seem. Chicago's a decent space for the most part. Stay oh, out. Just don't go out at night. You'll be all right. Are you throughout for the most part? And don't go out at night? Yeah. <laughs> and don't go out at night. Uh, I feel you, man. I feel you. Um, so, man, um, Jonathan, man, first let me just say this, man. I'm really proud of you, man. Um, you struck out on your own, on your own many, many years ago. You never looked back, man. And you started your own company, black-owned company, um, that targets uh, women as your uh, product and service that you offer, man. And you really put a lot of work into it, and I really saw it all happen. And I'm really proud of you, man. I want to start by saying that. Man, you know that means a lot coming from you. You know, I can remember them times. Every time I come to L.A., you take me to some of the little hot spots, and we just kind of, you know, talk, talk yep. about business. It's going to help keep me on track. Mm-hmm. You know, friend, mentor, so... Definitely, that means a lot coming from you, man. It's, it has not been an easy road, but uh, I still here. I still going. <laughs> still pumping it through. We gonna talk about it, baby. I know it hasn't been an easy road, man. And the thing that impressed me too, as well, is how you really focus on putting in the true work, man. Um, doing all the elements that it takes to really get a to start a, and create a new brand and get it off the ground and running. Um, you didn't just jump out there with a name and a logo and start saying, hey, 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 invest in me. No, you really, really, really put in the work. Yeah, man, you know, uh, that's one of the things, you know, our background we've been each other for over 20 years now, starting off working with the number one beauty brands and black, you know, black beauty and getting our, well, for me, cutting my teeth in the industry and learning the ropes learning that it takes work. It takes realness. You can't, nothing fake about this. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it takes a lot to make things happen. And, uh, you know, luckily I've been given the opportunity to have the structure, you know, structure of corporate. I had that bootstrapping personality, bootstrapping mentality, make something out of nothing. You know, how do you make a dollar out of 15 cents? Well, I try to make a million out of 15 cents. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and you know what, man, that's important too because a lot of people shy away from getting that initial experience from a big company um, and really understanding the structure and learning the game on their dime and and choosing to really just go out and, you know, maybe start selling out the trunk and learn different, different type of bumps and bruises, perhaps all get to the same ending point. But I think that initial... Um, learning from the corporate side, man, is an important piece because those are the people you're competing against. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's a it's an interesting balance because I feel like the corporate side gave me the structure of how the industry worked, how you know big big box works, how to take the the overall structure. So whenever I, I've launched several brands, uh, the first brand I launched for myself is called Simply Healthy Hair. So the same structure, same thing that I would do with corporate. But I kind of did it for myself. And for me, it's always been kind of like, how do, you, how do you make something out of nothing? So for me, I've always had to have more creativity, more vision, be more consistent, work harder. You don't have the money. You, you have more money, time, or people. If you don't have the money, you got to put in more time. So I've always had to put in a little bit more time, a little more effort. I've kind of had to do things myself, you know, from a creative perspective, having that vision has always helped me. So I always mm-hmm. tell people, you know, you got to have that vision. If you don't have money, you got to have more vision and more time, more creativity. Man, you got to put in the time, man. You're talking about full 24-hour days sometimes right in the beginning. Man, let me tell you. I like to tell people 
I'm a single black father of five businesses. <laughs> this all. So it's like, hey, it ain't easy. I got to, you know, I, I've had to do a lot of things. And for me, it's about having multiple income streams. You know what I'm saying? One thing, yeah, I have a lot of beauty products, uh, you know, Entwine, which is all about hydration. Our new, we actually are in the middle of a relaunch. So we're all about that bullshit free hydration. You done with that bullshit, putting that bullshit in your hair, putting that mineral oil, petrolatum, and parabens. Well, we're adding shea butter and coconut oil to the bullshit list. So really? our product got rid of all the bullshit. Shea butter and what? And coconut oil? You adding that to the bullshit and list? Put them, put them on the shit list. I'm telling you, the same list you got mineral oil, petrolatum. You got to go ahead and put shea butter and coconut oil. I know people don't want to hear it. People going to still use it. But for our products, we do clean hydration. So that means we get rid of all the bullshit and we get products that's going to, number one, helps your hair absorb more water so you can retain more moisture so you can get hydration that lasts three, four, shit, five days longer than the rest. Damn. That's clean hydration. That's what we do with my brand and twine. So we got rid of all the bullshit. All that bullshit had to go. Tired of the bullshit in our life. Tired of Trump bullshit. Tired of uh, people not valuing Black Lives bullshit. So we said, you know what, let's get rid of that bullshit. In our hair products, we always put that bullshit in our life. At least we get one thing right. How about that? Wow. So you're saying you're taking you're 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 approaching uh, black hair care totally differently, then, right? Because you're talking about I never heard of hydration before as it relates to hair, man. We talk about that. I mean, it's usually people say moisture in your shit, but yeah, hydration. Well, I mean, our, our foundation has always been hydration. Hydration is the foundation. The reason why your hair won't grow, the reason why your edges all ate up, the reason why uh, your hair dry is because it needs hydration. Hydration starts with water. Water is hydration. Shea butter is not a, a hydrator. Coconut oil is not a hydrator. Those are moisturizers. Moisturizers seal. So imagine when you put uh, oil on top of the skin, it doesn't go past the skin. It stays on the top. Right. When you hydrate, that's getting the good stuff on the inside, keeping that bullshit on the outside. Bullshit stays on the outside. Hydration goes on the inside. So that's what we do. We are about setting the foundation for hydration. Wow. Once the hair is hydrated, it's going to not be dry. You're going to get better growth. Also, it's going to be easier to style and maintain. The biggest issue for most black people is dryness. So we're going after that. Plus, we're the anti-shea butter, anti-coconut oil brand. So we're really moving to the whole, while everybody else is digging, we about to go zag. Oh, we're about man. to bring that education, talking about what makes us different, why that shea butter, coconut oil is bullshit, why we take those off the list, why our products don't give you the hydration and needs. So I've always been, I'm never like doing stuff everybody else is doing. I'm always trying to think about a new way to approach the market. So that's why we're kind of going with that anti-shea butter, anti-coconut oil positioning, because everybody in their mama, Shea butter and coconut oil. But yeah. guess what? If that stuff was so good, why your hair still dry? Why your hair all <laughs> ate up? Why your hair not grown? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All oh, ate up. I mean, hey, don't judge me because I ain't got no hair. Like I say, my my mama, my my daddy bald headed, my daddy daddy bald headed, shoot, my grandmama bald headed. But guess what? I love and care about hair. People ask me the question, why would a six five bald headed black dude do beauty products? Because I love creating dope shit for black people. I love creating dope shit that make black women feel happy, that brings joy, that just makes them feel beautiful. That's why I do what I do. That's why I make the sacrifices that I make. 
it's because I love creating dope shit for black people. Man, Always that's have. fucking fire, you're man. man. That's Yo, man, you you are one of my main inspirations. Back in the back in the Wonder Years, when we was working on Let's Jam, parties in a jar, having fun, doing promotions and creative stuff. That's my inspiration, man. You, Sean, Ralph, that's my heart, man. That's my inspiration. Funny you, you should bring up there. funny you should bring up Let's Jam. I happen to have a commercial that we worked on together. Uh-huh. Let's run it. Incredible <laughs> shine. One time for your mind. It's time to party, baby. So let's jam. Watch let's jam. It's a shining and conditioning jail with incredible shine. One time for your mind. It's the extra hold. When your hair is thick, you can sculpture and mold. Watch let's jam. It's the less jam light for softer hair. It makes your braids and twists look tight. Let's jam. It's the oil-free shine for the bros with afros and cornrows. Don't you know? It's time to party, baby. So let's jam. My hair and makeup, I got it hooked up. Step into the club, watch these brothers look up. I got them shook up like, ooh, who is that? To think it only took a few dabs so let's jam. It's time to party, baby. So let's jam. It's time to party, baby. So let's jam. Ha 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 I know you remember that fire, right? Yo, I know you remember that fire, right? Here on my side. What'd you say? I said I couldn't hear it on my side. Oh, you couldn't hear it? Oh. No. Oh. I heard bits and pieces. I thought I heard something in the background, but I couldn't really hear it. Oh, okay. Oh, it's the, party. What's oh, this, Jim? <laughs> man. So, um, you know what, man? Let's talk about this because another thing that really impressed me about you is really doing the principles of creating a new brand and starting from the beginning and identifying the target. Yeah. A lot of mistakes are made in brand building with when folks do not recognize who their target is. They don't even know who they're talking to. Right? We did research. Absolutely. We did research in LA. And remember, man, all the ladies came out, man, and all you told them about was that, hey, I'm doing a new brand for natural products and I want to talk to you about it. And do you remember the line of women who showed up, man, out there in the valley? It was crazy. Man, man, man. And it's funny, you know, we're celebrating 10 years now uh, for the Antoine brand. We had just started when I came out to L.A. that time. We did a little casting call mm -hmm. and it was just thinking about the number of women who came out. And you always saying you was so amazed how emotional and connected they were when they started talking about their natural hair journey. Man. When they started talking about what they experienced when they were going natural, man. That was like, that was real. Do you remember the, all the ladies who cried, man? These yeah. ladies were crying. These grown ladies, yeah. man, 30s, 40s, 50s, don't matter the age. They were crying telling their story. It meant so much to them to go from relaxer to natural, man. Talk about that whole um thing that's just uh, i guess it's a mentality uh, it's a transformation what what is it you know so you know we think about it so when we did that that was probably back in 2010 2011 when we first started out and at that time that was a uh, let's just say people had just started their natural hair journey 
that was really them finding themselves and embracing their natural beauty. Many of these women had never seen their own natural hair pattern, their own texture. You know, when they were little kids, their mom put a, a just for me in their hair, so they never just saw their own hair. Just for me. <laughs> no, that, that's, but really, but they never saw their own natural texture. So it was like, this was a true metamorphosis of seeing yourself, seeing who you are, and recognizing your beauty, you know what I'm saying? Recognizing the beauty in your own texture. Now, I, I can remember from that uh, interview, particularly out in LA, they talk about uh, commercial hair. And that's what, how they talk about, uh, you know, when they put their, their wigs on, their weaves, their relaxed hair, that's that commercial hair. But they were embracing their natural hair. How it grew out their head to really get to accept themselves. And also, some of them talked about how some people kind of rejected them. You know, some of their men, some people in their family didn't get it because this is early. But the beautiful thing is now the market has evolved so much where it's like women no longer, it's not a, it's not a thing because we have a whole generation who's never not had their natural hair. So they're already in a, another power play where they don't never they don't see their hair as unprofessional or not attractive and those kinds of things. So right. that's one of the that evolution over the past decade with natural hair and embracing your natural hair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we're kind of working on now with my brand is fun. And definitely, y'all check us out uh, lessentwine.com, uh, in, uh, Instagram, Facebook at Let's Entwine. But our mission now is to really come together, the power of coming together. And our new campaign is together is possible. So follow your dreams, step out on faith, take the risk, have fun, be unapologetically you, and know that you have everything you need around you, everything you need around you to live your greatest life. You have everybody in your friend tribe to support you and love you. And know that, Antoine, we got you, sis. We got your back. We're here for you. And also, one of the things that I'm also really pushing right now is we're here to we need to protect black women. You know, I'm not sure if you saw Sunel uh, this past weekend uh, with Chris Rock and uh, Megan yeah. Stallion talking about yeah. how black women is one of the most unprotected uh, women in, in the world. So that's one of the things that's in my heart right now is like, talking about how do we help protect black women and creating platforms of security, insulation, and surrounding black women with the love. That they, desire, that they deserve. Man, that's beautiful, man. Do you feel like now? I, I'm also impressed with how your platforms have grown um, from your Facebook pages to your website to your Instagram. I mean, your traffic is very heavy. Um, a lot of people um, sharing uh, information, sharing pictures, sharing. Um, um, all types of stuff, footage, everything like that, man. I really like how it looks like a hub for uh, black culture. Yeah, that's definitely been one of my passions. Uh, like I said, we're in that relaunch phase. So even on our Instagram, we totally wiped that clean. We start with a clean slate. I saw slate. that, man. I'm like, damn, man. You wiped the whole... You Man, that okay, was some... That it's like, you know what? Sometimes, every now and again, we have... You know, 35,000 followers on uh, IG. We got about 113,000 on Facebook. And one of the things when I started this brand, I started it on social. I started really building it on Facebook mm -hmm. and really building that relationship, building that connection through social media. Mm -hmm. And every now and again, one of the good tips, you know, that uh, I've heard 
is that sometimes you got to just wipe down that Instagram and start fresh. And mm-hmm. we really wanted a fresh start going into 2020 with that new voice, new look. You know, I did a, this is like I said, year 10 for us. So I did a packaging update. I did a branding update, positioning. I mean, all the fundamental pieces that we go through in marketing. Did we get disconnected? Hey, look, uh, look, when you did that, I can hear you way better, bro. When you just okay. lean forward. Yeah, I don't know. Something just happened. So the camera shifted or something. But even now, I'm not getting that uh, reverb. No, no, no. But it's, yeah, and it's better, though. I don't know what happened, but it's better when you lean forward. Maybe I'll bring the uh, camera close to when you sit, Is that better? When you sit far back, it's, it's kind of hard to hear. Okay. Is that better now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's like sometimes brands need to know when it's time to reset. So, you know, we've been doing this for a while. It's like sometimes it's time to reset. So 2020 was my reset, uh, you know, really getting refocused on the business. I got to tell you, COVID has been great for us, great for me. I've used this time as a way to really focus the business and focus the brand and really focus on what do we need to do to move forward. Mm-hmm. And it's like sometimes, you know, I feel a little tired. I'd be kind of wore out with the stuff that I'm doing, but I keep pushing. I keep trying, mm-hmm. keep having faith, keep talking to my peers and friends like you to kind of help keep me moving because nobody said it was going to be easy being an entrepreneur. No, you know no, 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 no. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like, um, I know you have very dedicated um, consumers, man, that, that use your product. They love it, wouldn't want to use anything else. Do you feel connected to them? Like, do you, do you feel like you know them? Like they know you? I'm going to say, honestly, I don't think so. I'm going to say no. The reason why I say no, they may know the brand. They don't really know me and me as a representation. I've always kind of been more on the uh, behind the scenes um, you know, I've I'll, I'll also been a marketing consulting firm, so I work with a lot of beauty brands in the industry. So I've always kind of stayed out of the limelight and let the brand and the product speak for itself. And to me, I feel like one of the biggest issues is that most beauty brands always has that woman, the face, who's the voice, who's that inspiration, who's leading the charge, who builds that community. And I always felt like that's one of the things uh, my brand or Entwine doesn't didn't have. And I've, you know, kind of always debating on trying to find somebody who could kind of be in that space. Haven't found them yet, but you know, I say people need education. So I say, you know, if I can't be the face, can't be the voice, I don't have no hair to sell. Normally, you have a beautiful woman with beautiful hair. I say, well, let me just try at least sell some education and support and make it more about the community versus about me as a brand. But I, I don't know. I'm always kind of questioning that part of it, you know, that connectivity side of it, being that having a voice and a face and the, the essence of the brand as an owner. Because I don't, I don't live in that space. Yeah, well, I just was I'm, I was just wondering regarding in just your energy and them just connecting to you, who you are. Uh, but I understand, man, every brand doesn't, that's a lesson right there for folks. Every brand doesn't have to have your face all over it. You know what I mean? And it's really like a brand is a living thing that's not you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, one thing that's a trip, um, I want to get your point on this, is now in this age we're at where, you know, a lot of people are presenting themselves to the world and getting their information out and their thoughts and their personalities and everything like that. Um, What approach should one take when the person himself is the brand or herself is the brand? 
you know what I find the biggest thing is consistency. And I feel like most most companies, most brands, most people have an issue with consistency. Um, if you're going to put a product or a brand out there, you just got to be consistent with it. It takes time. Uh, but the consistency side is what I think hinders a lot of people, a lot of brands from really uh, getting to that next level. So I always think that, hey, if you can just kind of focus in, find something you can be consistent with. And also when we think about adding value, what's the value added or the added value that you're going to provide to, a cons- to, your, to your customer, to your consumer? How do you help somebody? So it can't just be about, oh, hey, I want to get money from people. You know, we want to, because I always talk about, you know, I teach marketing uh classes to college students. I teach entrepreneurship to high school students. And one of the things I always talk to them about is that how do we take our gifts, talents, abilities, and ideas and convert them into their monetary equivalent? How do we take our gifts, talents, abilities, and ideas and convert them into what? Checks on checks on checks. Big, medium, and small. We got to get them checks, right? Right. So what we have to figure out is, number one, you know, I talk about the seven P's of marketing. You know, I know you probably know about the four P's, right? What's the four P's? Price, promotion, product, pla- um, product. placement. So product, price, place, promotion. Those are the four yeah. P's. Every basic fundamental uh, class in marketing teaches you the four P's. Well, mm-hmm. I created the seven P's. What's the seven? And the number one P, the start, the beginning, and the end of all P's is your people. People are always number one. So like you say, understanding who your consumer is, what moves them, so we talk about you know demographics and psychographics and brand personas and just getting into the mindset. You know, we, me and you, we've always been more like that lifestyle, you know, uh, you know, brand building marketers and understanding the insights into why. Why is more important than the what? Why your consumer is needing your product is more important than what you're going to give them. So get to the why of your consumer. The second P going to be i love it man don't say that so fast right there man don't say that so fast man that's important right there bro you got to get to the why yeah the why the why is more important than the what a lot of times people go into all the what's do you want to do and tactical things Mm -hmm. but why it's all for that why right it's all for the why man okay what's the next one so number one p is people People have problems. So we're here to solve problems. What are those pain points that your consumer have? So people have problems that then you create your product or service for. Mm -hmm. Product and service have to have a unique proposition. So that's another P that I add is the proposition. Okay. That's that thing that makes you new, different, better. It helps differentiate you from the competition Mm -hmm. that makes you a standout. Mm -hmm. How are you going to differentiate yourself? Mm -hmm. So like for me and my brand Entwine, What makes us different is that we're bullshit-free hydration. We got rid of all the bullshit. Mm -hmm. And we're switching the mindset of how you think about bullshit. That's really bold right there. Let me say that right there, too, man. I want to just say, man, I was impressed when I saw that campaign, getting rid of the bullshit written into your hair campaign, man. That is very bold. And, you know, consumers right now, uh, more than being offended or all this, man, they want, like, truth, man. They want honesty and it can relate to all the bullshit, man. That was like genius. Everywhere we turn, everywhere we look, there's so much bullshit. And I mean, I'm not, I'm just getting comfortable with the word because I'm a Southern Christian man from Georgia. So, you know, we don't be cursing this stuff, but 
I had to get real with it. <laughs> just being real, it's like, it's real. You can connect with that. It's not, again, we're not saying some people going to love shea butter, coconut oil. Live your life. Do you. Do what works. But we know for us and our brand what we're about. So, again, people have problems that we then create a product for that has a proposition that we mm. differentiate ourselves. Mm. Then we go into the price, the place, and the promotions, how we generate awareness and trial. Mm-hmm. So that's how I teach marketing to my students, the seven P's. I took one marketing class in undergrad and I built a whole career off of me, the four P's. So I try to teach how to how people how to analyze and assess your businesses based on the seven P's of marketing. And if you get that right, you'll be all right. Man, that's hella right, man, because you got to have all the elements, man. Now, yeah. when you let's talk about the target. For, for a minute, I feel like uh, a common mistake that happens is folks um, think the world is their target. Like you say, like, who you want to sell this to? Man, everybody. Um, yeah. And it's never everybody because everybody isn't going to buy it. Everyone's not going to be interested. Never, everyone's not going to see it, come across it, um, have a connection to your why and everything. So let's talk about really identifying your target. Yeah, I think a lot of times people, man, you you really nailed it when you said that because a lot of people always try to say, well, I want to target everybody. What I tell people, if you ain't got a lot of money, you can't target everybody. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough time. You don't have enough resources right. to target everybody. So you have to have a clear focus. That's why we say our number one is always our people. Mm-hmm. So how do you get to your target? You know, that's where you have to really understand consumer needs, wants, demographics, psychographics. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I always talk about with my students, we talk about, you know, brand personas. Mm-hmm. If you had to get to a laser focused, very super narrow niche market, who would be that ideal person that you could build your business around? Mm-hmm. So you think about what are those elements what are they looking for? That's why we go back to pain points, problems. So what are the problems that they have? Okay, cool. So let's just say even for my brand, you know, I say the problem is dry hair, slow growth, hard to style. Well, even within that, that's a broad audience. I can say, well, I'm talking to all black women because we say 80, 90 percent of black women have those issues. But even with that, I have to go even deeper. Right. So sometimes we have to go down to the market level and be like, okay, you know what? Let's just target by by market. If you say here in Chicago, there's over 250,000 black women just in Chicago. So maybe what we have to do is focus on one market and build a foundation and build understanding, like, what are those levers that you can pull that you know you can then duplicate in other markets? So I say, hey, get focused, get laser focused. Yeah, we know, you know, I love social media and digital advertising because it gives you the platform to go very broad. Sometimes it's better to go very, very narrow Mm -hmm, and build your business market by market. Yeah, because if you go broad, man, you're going to be making a lot of misses. Um, definitely. I feel like also like you name some attributes, dry hair, so on and so forth, but identifying your target gets even deeper than that, man. You got to know like what they like to do and where they go and the, how much money they make and what do they spend money on? And all those things like deep, 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 deep until you really can say, I know this person. Yeah. You want to be able to like put a post on you know, that's where it's like, hey, you put together your brand persona. So that really gets into that psychographic. It's like 
you know, get into that mindset. Just monitor the consumer. Who are they? What are they about? What are what do they like to do? You know, that's why I always love what you did with Les Jam back in the day because it's like you were doing stuff that was relevant for that audience. If it was mm-hmm. like little parties and mm-hmm. you know, connecting with the right uh you know, radio stations that had your audience there mm-hmm. and things like that. It's like mm-hmm. you have to know how to reach your audience mm-hmm. and where to reach them. Mm-hmm. What would you say you've been learning about black women all this time? There's like a misconception about black women. Man, the list is long, man. Every time you turn around, there's another misconception about black women. <laughs> the list is long. <laughs> we could talk about that just as a whole whole show on black women if we wanted to be there with it. Right. But I think the biggest thing is the biggest misconception is that black people are human. That that black that people are what? I can't hear you. That, that they're not human. Oh. That they're not people. That they don't have a heart, that they don't have a soul, that they just they can take it all, they're strong and all those things. But what I realized is that they really just want to be taken care of sometimes. They really want to just have somebody to, to listen to them and care about them. Just give them a little bit of peace. Damn, simple as that, huh? In many ways. And when it comes down to specifically black hair, what's the misconception on that? I think the biggest misconception about black hair is that it's hard to manage and hard to maintain. Hmm. So, you know, the biggest challenge you find most people when they talk about particularly their natural hair mm-hmm. is just the, the challenge that they say with caring for it and styling it. That's the biggest misconception. So it's like it seems to be a perception of a chore. Mm, right. It's fun. It's a boy that you can play with. Particularly black people and our hair, it's, it's, a lot of times it's not for play play. You know what I'm saying? It's not something that we we we... We, we don't embrace it like you can't touch it something that's its own entity can't get wet it has all these constraints right so i think like we're in a space now where it's time to kind of take some of those restrictions constraints away and just be more free you know i think that that's we got to figure out how do we become more free more free with our hair more free with our experience of life uh not holding on so tight to all the constraints and Idio, uh, idiosyncrasies and ideologies that we've been conditioned to think and believe. And I think that, you know, this Zoomer generation, Generation Z, they're really into that space. Damn sure are. Really yeah. into that space. Now, you've gone, um, you do a lot of traveling. Uh, you've been to the motherland, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What, what, um, let's talk about that, man. What did you see in the women there, uh, that maybe perhaps you didn't expect or that surprised you? Well, I was first speak more generally. The most beautiful thing that I saw is that all the statues were of black people, the money had black people on them, mm. but all the Jesuses were white. But all the what? All the Jesuses oh. were white. Whoa, the Jesuses were white. Yeah, man, that was the most, it, that right there is foundational, uh, the colonization, colonizer mindset, the never good enough kind of thing was real. And I went to Ghana to, you know, be very clear. I went to Ghana, you know, spend a couple of weeks there. And that was one of the things, like, you see all, I mean, it's like, it's so empowering. You see all these statues of beautiful black people and 
you know, money got black folk on it. But then you say the God that they serve is white. Dang. So how can you ever live up to that expectation or that imagery if you if you don't you don't see yourself? You go all over the world. Everybody makes their gods their own image. So you go to Asia, you're gonna see an Asian God. You go to Mexico, you're gonna see a Mexican God. You go to you know anywhere, you're gonna have a, a God in your own image. But just imagine you're in Africa and you're worshiping a a white a white God. What does that do for your psyche? That means you'll never be good enough because you're trying to compare yourself to something you can never be. Ooh, that's a cold game right there. Yeah, that was that was my biggest takeaway from the whole experience. Also, uh, you know, we know in many countries, but uh, we'll also include Ghana, the uh, bleaching skin. You know, people bleaching their skin to be lighter. That goes back to that. Is it a big thing? A white, uh, is, that, is that a big spirit. thing? You said what? Is that a big thing? Oh, man, come on. That's a global big thing. That's the biggest thing globally. Talking about India, Asia, Africa, anywhere where there's been colonization and brainwashing of black folk, mm -hmm. you're going to get that, that bleaching. Um, I can't remember. I think it, I can't remember exactly what part of Africa, but there's some countries now which are banning these uh, uh, called fair and white. But even within the name, it's, it's telling you that to be good you have to be fair and so yeah. they're banning these things with these harsh uh chemicals in it that bleaches the skin man i was in uh london and i went to this hair show there and i was looking at this lady black lady and her face was light i mean super light but then her hands were super black oh lord so that kind of thing that's happening damn well i know on the flip side you saw a damn sure a lot of beauty though right Oh, man, you know, being an American, it just makes you say, man, we we are these hybrid mutations of, of Africans. Because, I mean, they're like they're their proportions, their skin, everything about them are just like so perfect. Wow. You know, like this, you can see the, the original uh, blueprint. Wow. I mean, everything, huh? But, Eyes, proportions, cheeks, I mean, lips. You know, it's like. I mean, I look at us, we just, you know, we've been hybrided out to be, uh, to work in the fields and stuff. And, you know, it's like, we just big, well, I speak for myself, I'm a big mutant giant. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> man. but yeah, I mean, just the land, the people, their warmth, their kindness, their acceptance. Don't, don't, hey, they are not for play play. Don't say, you know, like we'll say, oh yeah, we're going to be friends forever. Don't mm. tell them that because they can really be your friend. They're going to try to get riled into the U.S. and they want you to support that trip. Oh, they, shit. They, oh, what they say. In, in the relationships <laughs> support that trip <laughs> let me yeah. try to get over here dude <clears throat> wow that's great man that's really great i'm impressed man how you really have like i said man how you really have stuck with it and you continue to grow man you really have connected with a real need um <clears throat> and this idea of hydrating hair um is like you know, why would why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't hair need that? You know what I mean? Because that's what we all need. We all need that alkaline water, alkaline diets. And when you eating like Doritos and Fritos and you, you you you're looking crusty. You know what I mean? You're not at your pure state. So your hair is the but, same way. But you gotta think about it too. 
it's also a mentality and a thought process. You know, you got some people who who just live. They're not living, but they live. And it's like they don't they're not even living, think about, but they're alive. They're alive, but yes. they're not living. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they don't think about the consumption and what they're consuming. They just want to consume something, you know. So I like here in Chicago, I work with uh, high school students on the west side, and it's an interesting space on the west side of Chicago. And their mind isn't in that space. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they haven't been conditioned like that. So that's where, you know, we have to kind of be there to help guide the process and to help provide that, you know, new perspective, a greater perspective. Wow. That's dope, man. And and the thing is, people think you got to be like a damn senator to help somebody. You don't. You could just be your regular self and go help 10 people. You know what I mean? Go help one school. Go, go, go just get the knowledge for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, things start looking funny in my life and things start getting kind of weird and I'm not in that space where I really feel like I'm thriving. My spirit always tells me it's time to start giving. So I always go and find some organization to start volunteering at and putting something out into the universe more than being caught up into my own, you know, uh, paradigms. Yeah. And that's what we have to do. I, I had a thought earlier this week or last week, and I just talked about everything that's happening. You know, you mentioned your president and all that craziness, and mm -hmm. something came to me. It's like, what if we stop depending on that system, you know, in general? You know what I'm saying? What if we just kind of start doing the things we need to do on a local le level to transform what we need America to be? I was just, I had the thought of, like, you sit up here, this is 2020. Where the fuck is George Jetson? You know what I'm saying? It's like, we need to be in a whole other world, man. It was like, we should be we're not far enough along. There's some things are hindering our progression. And I started thinking, like, you know, what if a uh, uh, dude who owns uh, Tesla, if he was president, what happened in that world? You know, so what happened in the world if we really started trying to push things to really transform? We're trying to have transform from the top down, but it doesn't work that way. We got to do it from the bottom no, up. No, we're not trying to transform from the top down. That is not in effect at all. That doesn't. That, that, no, no, the top is transforming, but it ain't no down part to it. That is not in, that's just a, that's like a lie. That's like a story. Like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to prosper up here and it's going to trickle down. Like, no, dude, that's no, that's nowhere in the equation and mathematical uh, economic equation whatsoever. It's face. It's, it's false. So we do have to, the switch does have to become bottom up. Or, or just um, everybody throughout, middle, you know what I mean? So it's like um, it's designed for a few people to have a, a lot and, that, and for everyone else to, make, to, to give them that lot. That's what it is. Yeah. But, you know, it's like I looked at a few years ago here in Chicago. Well, I think it was nationwide, but the lotto had gotten up to like a few billion dollars, something crazy, like maybe two mm -hmm. billion. Mm -hmm. And that's just something they were going to give to people. So you got to think that it's probably double or triple that, really. And you think about that was right with the people putting in Not money, putting ten dollars, a dollar, whatever it was, yep. to do that. Yep. We actually, honestly, I think we have the power to transform everything we want to transform. But the first thing we have to transform is our mind and our thinking about how it should be done. Yeah. Who's going to do it? Yeah, we got to come together, man. And we don't have to get alone to come together. Um, right. 
People waiting well, till you come get along and love everybody. Everybody don't have to love each other, man, for us to be like on one accord as far as, um, you know, thinking, using our power, everything like you're saying. Yeah. Well, you know, I've got this thing. All you got to do is give me $100, and I'm going to turn $100 to $500. So let me give you my cash app real quick, and I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Dang, man. Hey, man, well, look, man, I want to let you go, man. I know it's getting late on your end, man, but I really appreciate it, man. I really no appreciate doubt, you calling in, man. We're going to do it again. Um, yeah, man, definitely appreciate this. Like I said, I am a serial entrepreneur. I have many different businesses that I own from food products. I got a bougie melon where I sell banana pudding and watermelonade mm. to my uh, female uh, hair products and twine to my men's grooming product, Jonathan James, to I can keep going on and on. Well, you need to bring some of that banana pudding in here, man. That's that's what I need in my life. Let me tell you, it's not even banana pudding. It's called the B-bomb banana pudding. We call it the B-bomb because you put it in your mouth, you count to three, bam, what? It's going to be the bomb. It's extra creamy, <laughs> lots of cookies, never ever no brown bananas what never ever no brown bananas period nah. you want to see those diced up diced up black brown bananas and a banana pudding nah. that's uncivilized uncouth that just ain't bougie and we don't do it the bougie way so yeah man i got a lot i got a lot going on single black father five businesses okay two jobs somebody sign all. this guy up man <laughs> wow man that's beautiful dog really man i really i really am happy for you bro well, hey, I appreciate, man, I'm going to have to give you a call when we get off. I need one of them pep talks. I got some stuff I need to get done. I need some some uh, mentorship and some direction. So, you know, you're always at the top of my list. And I thank you and your audience for just giving me a chance to kind of come out and, you know, just talk. Talk about real stuff, man. Yeah. Talk about the world. Talk about business. Talk oh. about where we're going. That's what's up. All right, man. Let's do that for sure. And when you come to L.A., man, you could just come into the studio, man, and we could do it right. All right? Please, man. You know, it's been a few years. You know, every time I come to L.A., you're one of my first stops. So definitely down for that. All right, man. Tell the people where they can find you, man. Definitely. You can check me out. Uh, check out my businesses. Check out Entwine Couture. Uh, hashtag at uh, Let's Entwine. That's L-E-E-T-S-E-N-T-W-I-N-E. Let's Entwine. That's that bullshit free hydration. That get in that hydrate, hydrate life, baby. <laughs> hydrate that life. All right, man. Life. Holler back, bro. All right. No doubt, bro. It's been real. Take care, y'all. All right. All right, people, man. I hope you guys uh, picked up something from that. Um, it kind of was hard to hear, though. Um, Poetis, could you hear on your side? You could? Oh, okay. So everybody could hear. I, it just was me. Oh, Okay. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, hopefully you guys got some good game. We got a lot of entrepreneurs that watch this show. A lot of people who um, are in their dreaming stage or people that's really getting busy and getting active or just thinking about what you want to do. Um, putting together a brand is not an easy thing, but it's a thing that you can do with a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work and really focus on, um, you know, what you want to do and why. Can't ignore the why. The why is important because if you don't have a why, are you doing this? And not you can and your why can't just be, oh, because I want to make some money. No, why? Why are you offering your potato salad? Why are you offering your 
uh, landscaping? Why are you offer, offering your architectural drawings? What are you trying to do for people? What are you providing? That's what people want to really be able to know from you. And that's what we do here on Mike Robertson Boulevard. We share. Um, all right, you guys. Well, we're at the end of our hour. I only have a couple of minutes. I don't really have any chitter chatter just to be jabbing at you for two whole minutes. Um, I'll give you some time back in your life. Um, next week. Oh, man. Next week, I got an exciting show, my man, DJ Tony T. Coming in to talk about this good history. Oh, man. I love it. And um, also got General Lee coming back. General Lee doing big things. He's going to be coming back. And uh, we're just going to keep it hip-hop for y'all, all right? Thanks a lot, Potus. Thanks, party people. Thanks, Jonathan Carthon, for calling in. And let's do the damn thing. Hey, oh, man, I love that loveliness right there. From sea to shining sea.